Chapter 7, Nephrology. Topic 5, Chronic Kidney Disease. In reviewing chronic kidney disease, we'll start with a general overview of the disease, then go into organ-specific complications and associations. The primary causes of chronic kidney disease include diabetes, mellitus, and hypertension, which are the leading factors contributing to the onset of this condition. Other significant causes include polycystic kidney disease, glomerulonephritis, and chronic ascending urinary tract infections, which can cause progressive damage to the kidneys over time. In terms of signs and symptoms, chronic kidney disease is most commonly symptomatic in its early stages, making it a silent threat. However, as the disease progresses, symptoms related to electrolyte and hormonal derangements may become evident. These include hyperkalemia, which can lead to paralysis and arrhythmias, hyperuricemia, resulting in gout, hyperphosphatemia, which can cause soft tissue calcifications and is associated with hypocalcemia, hypermagnesemia, leading to decreased deep tendon reflexes, apnea, and arrhythmias, and anemia, causing fatigue and palpitations. The management of chronic kidney disease is primarily focused on treating the underlying etiology to prevent progression to end-stage renal disease. This involves controlling blood pressure and blood sugar levels, managing chronic conditions, and employing medications or interventions that can help slow the progression of kidney damage. Complications of chronic kidney disease can be severe, with end-stage renal disease being the most critical. End-stage renal disease is defined as severe renal dysfunction, resulting in life-threatening uremic, volume, and electrolyte-related complications that cannot be managed through alternative medical means. At this stage, dialysis may be employed as a temporizing measure to mimic the kidney's functions and remove waste products from the blood. However, the definitive treatment for end-stage renal disease is a renal transplant, which involves replacing the damaged kidney with a healthy one from a donor. There are five stages of chronic kidney disease. The first stage of chronic kidney disease is identified when the glomerular filtration rate is greater than 90 milliliters per minute per 1.73 square meters and the albuminuria level is less than 30 milligrams per day. This stage often indicates minimal kidney damage with normal or high filtration function, where the kidneys are still able to filter waste from the blood effectively. In the second stage, the glomerular filtration rate ranges from 60 to 89, with albuminuria levels ranging from 30 to 300 milligrams per day. This reflects a mild reduction in kidney function, often associated with some damage to the kidney tissue that can be a result of conditions such as hypertension, or diabetes mellitus. Moving to the third stage of chronic kidney disease, the glomerular filtration rate is significantly reduced, falling between 30 and 59. Albuminuria levels exceed 300 milligrams per day at this stage, indicating moderate to severe damage to the kidneys and a substantial decline in their ability to filter and excrete waste products from the blood. The fourth stage is characterized by a severe reduction in the glomerular filtration rate which stands between 15 and 29. Albuminuria may vary, but the primary concern at this stage is the marked decrease in kidney function, signaling severe kidney damage and a high risk of progressing to end-stage renal disease. Lastly, the fifth stage of chronic kidney disease is identified when the glomerular filtration rate falls below 15. Albuminuria levels are not specifically defined for this stage but the critical reduction in the glomerular filtration rate signifies end-stage renal disease. This stage requires significant medical intervention, including dialysis or kidney transplantation, 
to manage life-threatening uremic symptoms and maintain essential bodily functions. Moving on to the system-by-system -system review of complications, starting with neurological. One of the neurological complications of end-stage renal disease is encephalopathy, which is attributed to uremia, a condition resulting from the accumulation of waste products in the blood due to kidney failure. Management of uremic encephalopathy primarily involves dialysis to remove toxins from the blood. The most common cause of death in patients with end-stage renal disease is coronary artery disease. This condition is exacerbated by accelerated atherosclerosis due to increased oxidant stress, coronary artery calcification, and inhibition of nitric oxide. Management focuses on the optimization of coronary artery disease risk factors, including smoking cessation, the use of antihypertensive medications, regular exercise, and antihyperglycemic agents. Pericarditis, another cardiac complication, is also related to uremia and is managed through dialysis. Pulmonary edema in end-stage renal disease is caused by volume overload, secondary to oliguria, and sodium retention. The primary management strategy is dialysis to remove excess fluid and alleviate symptoms. Gastrointestinal symptoms such as nausea, vomiting, and anorexia are commonly attributed to uremia. Management of these symptoms is symptomatic, focusing on relief and nutritional support. Complications affecting the musculoskeletal system include renal osteodystrophy, osteitis fibrosa cystica, and osteomalacia, primarily due to secondary hyperparathyroidism in response to hypocalcemia and hypovitaminosis. D-management includes the use of sinicalcet to reduce parathyroid hormone levels. Hematologic complications include normocytic normochromic anemia. Normocytic normochromic anemia in end-stage renal disease is caused by a deficiency in erythropoietin, a hormone that promotes red blood cell production. Management involves the use of erythropoietin-stimulating agents. Additionally, dialysis may be required to address bleeding and infections resulting from uremic-induced platelet and neutrophil dysfunction. There are also several dermatologic findings. Calciphylaxis, characterized by calcium phosphate precipitates resulting in vascular calcifications and skin necrosis, requires symptomatic management and wound care. Pruritus, or itching, associated with uremia, is managed with symptomatic treatments such as topical emollients, antihistamines, gabapentin, and ultraviolet light therapy. Endocrine complications include hypoglycemia, manifested by palpitations, diaphoresis, and altered mental status due to decreased insulin excretion. Management involves adjusting insulin doses. Hypocalcemia, characterized by tetany and paresthesias, is managed with calcium and vitamin D supplementation due to decreased conversion of 25 vitamin D to 1, 25 vitamin D.